This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Like the kōkako, the saddleback, or tieke, belongs to the New Zealand wattlebird family. A family to which the huia belonged and which has been established in this country since ancient times, much longer than most of our other birds. The saddleback takes its name from the bright reddish saddle on its back, which according to legend is the mark of Maui's hand. Sadly, this attractive bird has disappeared from the main islands and exists only on a few offshore islands, carefully chosen locations for resettlement away from predators, which appears to have saved the tieke from total extinction. Community or chaos, we can construct and nurture community or fall into chaos. Over the next hour, Marvin Hubbard hosts conversations toward creating a fairer, more equal society. Community or Chaos is made possible with the support of Quakers Aotearoa. You'll find them online at quaker.org.nz. Good day, friends. Today we have with us Peter Clayman. Clayman, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. And Steve Baker from um, Volunteers South. Yeah, kia ora. Kia ora. And you can podcast this by going to oar.org.nz and then going to podcasting, going to community or chaos. Well, we'll start with you, Peter. What motivated you to join Volunteers South as a staff member? Yeah, kia ora, Marvin, and thanks very much for having us on the show. Um, so, yeah, yeah, a little bit about, about Volunteer South. Um, so we're the local volunteer organisation in the southern region, uh, covering everything from Invercargill up to central Otago and, and obviously Otipoti as well and uh, Oamaru too. Um, so uh, we're, we're out there um, doing a lot of support for volunteering, um, strengthening organisations, helping people to access volunteering and, and advertising, uh, getting, getting the word out. Um, and all, all those good, good, good sorts of things. Um, but so what, what motivated me to join Volunteer South? Um, so it, it, it's a bit of an interesting sort of sort of scenario. Um, I suppose it's, um, you know, I, I've spent most of my life uh, volunteering in some capacity, but I hadn't really realised it until until the sort of the job came up, and I was I was, was really looking at, at various different things to do. Um, I'd previous, previously worked at a bit of a, a government department, and I felt that, a lot of what we were doing was, well, it was helpful to people. It was seeing them with a um, sort of a, a deficit sort of lens, um, and seeing seeing you know um, how unwell they were, and, and measuring that sort of thing, and paying money on that basis. Um, but so, having done that sort of work for a while. Um, you know, I, I decided that I really wanted to be on the other side of things um, rather than looking at things in terms of, of, of uh, how unwell people are and looking at things in terms of their strengths and their abilities and saying, hey, you know, what, what can you do? What would you like to do? How would you like to get out? Um, and so, so I was attracted to Volunteer South um, through, the, through the supported volunteering program. Um, and so that's a program where we do exactly that. Um, so we so we look at people who are who are isolated or struggling with mental health, um, and based on their um, their strengths and their interests, um, you know, we look for a way for them to connect with the community, find find a bit of sense of purpose and a, and a home out there. 
Um, so that was sort of the antidote that I, I felt to, to, to how I was feeling in my previous position. Um, but, but I also recognised when that job came up, um, came up, as I say, that I've actually been volunteering most of my life um, as, a, as a musician. Um, so music isn't something you'd necessarily think about as, as traditional sort of volunteerism. Um, but, but absolutely, you know, it's we're all always out playing in the community, playing um, to rest homes and, uh, and generally bringing a bit of joy and cheer around the place. Um, and that's just been something that, that's been sort of a family thing for me as well. Um, so I had that sort of attachment to, to, to volunteering through that, even though I hadn't really recognised it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Dunedin has a, a great folk club. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you yeah. Taken part in that? So, I, I haven't. I haven't taken part. It's at the um, botanical gardens up up at the top. At oh, the, oh, brilliant! Um, the the yeah. bowling green up there on Thursdays. Okay. Yeah. Evenings. Anybody can play on Thursday evenings, and on yeah. Sunday uh, at seven thirty every Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Except over. When they have sometimes over Christmas holiday, they have a folk festival. Yeah, yep. That's that's the one, the Fuddy Flat but Festival. You are all as well. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned uh, that you as government department, were you working with mental health or? Yeah, it was, so it was it was a combination of mental and physical health, um, but more to do with uh, permanent permanent impairment. Um, yeah, so people that are permanent, permanently injured or, or permanently affected by by post traumatic stress Was disorder. Was this ACC or? <laughs> uh, not, I can't really say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, could the government have a more positive policy? Ooh, <laughs> well, it's it's a good question. I think it's it's a difficult. Uh, sort of balance of when you're looking at things in terms of, of money and comparing people to each other and saying this person is more unwell than this person. Is that the best way to look at it? I'm 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 not sure it is, but but yeah, I suppose. I mean, the governments always have choices. Like the government's just decided that unemployment shouldn't be part of the worry about the economy. That mm. when we set the reserve bank out, they shouldn't consider employment. They should just put the interest up and try to. Get it get the uh, inflation down, but if it causes 10% unemployment, that's all right. Mm. So, you know, these are all political decisions that we, yeah. that we put government in there to make, and then we don't demand the, that they're accountable very Yeah, not yeah. for policy. How do they ever get people talking about policy? Yeah, and, and I think it's a, it's a really good point that um, you know the the way that you look at um, mental illness and, and physical physical impairment and that sort of thing. Um, I suppose you know most of of what's done at, at government organisations is looking at, at strengths, but when it comes down to brass tacks and, and and money, I think that's where that's where this this sort of comparison and, and deficit sort of comes into play a bit more. Um, so from from my perspective, it's. It's a matter of uh, you know ba- balancing that with you know the fact that the, the main the main point is, is is getting out and doing something doing something new finding you know that next phase in life and, and that that's really should always be the primary focus of the work and the money is sort of a secondary thing but it becomes quite primary and that, I think that causes a lot of uh, a, a lot of sort of deficit framing yeah would you be willing to pay higher taxes to have better services <laughs> yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one yeah okay. <laughs> Well, Steve, how come you joined Volunteer South? Oh, kia ora, Marvin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I joined Volunteer South, uh, I guess, because I've, I've always uh, been interested in community development. Um, thinking back um, to university days, uh, 
you know, study in the humanities and social sciences. Um, my degree major actually was in social policy. Um, and, you know, about two and a half years of that degree was from the, the you know, the Bachelor of Social Work program. So I, I guess it's community development's always been something that's, um, yeah, sort of I'm, I've always been concerned with. Uh, and it's always been something I've looked for, especially in, um, you know, vocationally. Um, I've worked, I guess, over the years um, with uh, adult international students over over in the UK for about two and a half years, welcoming newcomers that uh, were new new to the country and unfamiliar with the culture and customs, um, which was you know really great, kind of breaking down you know barriers and differences between you know uh, people from different cultures, and getting everyone to live live together in one place, uh, you know, uh, in, in quite a quite a good way. Uh, I've also worked as an employment consultant for Workbridge, um, you know, working with mm-hmm. job seekers that have been out of employment and, uh, you know, those that, uh, you know, with either disability or injury, uh, that sort of thing. Um, also worked um, as a needs assessor um, under the Ministry of Health contract. And, uh, yeah, vol- volunteerism um, is certainly a, a very important part of community development, the way I see it. And uh, yeah, when I saw this uh, particular role for commu- uh, you know advertising for a community connector, um, yeah, it just seemed to tick all the right boxes. It was you know a, a very much a role that uh, aligned with my own values and I guess you know um, what I wanted to see and what I wanted to do uh, in the community, especially in the area of facilitating community development. Okay, Peter, can you give us a brief history of volunteer self? Yeah, absolutely can do. Um, so, so Volunteer South is um, is actually relatively recent. Um, so, so it came about in two thousand and twenty, um, and that was actually because it was a combination of volunteering Central and volunteering Otago as well. Um, so, you know, you might be thinking, oh no, it's not recent. Oh, what are you talking about? Um, but so that's because volunteering Otago has been around since nineteen ninety three. Um, so, so what was that? Uh, 30 years now in the community, um, basically being a, a connector, um, sort of uh, the the at, at the middle of all of the volunteer organisations, um, you know, and, and and between people and those organisations and connecting them together. Um, but so, you know, our main purpose has always been to strengthen and promote volunteering um, wherever it may occur. Um, and so there are, there are a number of ways that we do that. Yeah, so primarily through, um, at, at the moment, sort of our, our main service is, is, is the website where people can advertise roles. Um, you know, and we can also uh, go ahead and make connections via, via newsletters and things like that. Um, you know, provide organisational support. So we're looking at their processes um, and, and their policies and, and helping them make those um, as... Uh, I suppose a good fit for purposes possible, um, and and also um, you know, talking about how they can engage volunteers, looking at their programs, um, you know, talking about being being flexible, adaptable, um, and, and 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 making sure that they they uh, produce some really appealing roles for for volunteers that are out there. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think history wise as well. We've got some <laughs> some more info here too, um, but so yeah, I mean as I say. Uh, so volunteering Otago since 1993, um, and then volunteering Central started in 2011. Um, then we get to 2020, and that's when uh, we found that the it was it was best to combine the two um, and cover the whole region together as 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 one team. Um, yeah, yes. would you say that increased or decreased accesses from people out out away from Dunedin? I'd I'd say that it would be. 
um, I mean, it was hard for me to know because I wasn't here before oh, okay. the before the change. Um, but but the, the feeling that I have is that it has increased access, um, in in that. We're, so we're having these conversations across the region now, and we're able to sort of cover the gaps a bit better because because we know, um, you know, you know, for example, if something falls outside our boundaries, we can talk to each other and, and make sure we've got somebody there. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's always a bit of a bit of fluctuation as well. Working for a non-profit, um, you know, it's, uh, sometimes uh, we have we have a bit more resources, and other times we don't. Um, but but in, in general, we're feeling like it's sort of the strongest that we've been running, um, you know, really really at the moment. Um, so yeah, we feel like we're going pretty well. So, well, Steve, what does Volunteer South do? What do you do for? You, you work for both groups that are doing voluntary work and you work for volunteers who people who want to volunteer don't you can you go into that a bit yeah no that, that, that's exactly right um, uh, what we do uh, the two sides to that coin so um, the public sort of facing uh, we want to as uh, Peter said uh, promote support and strength and volunteering in the community and one of the ways we do that is is very much um, uh, raising awareness of uh, volunteering opportunities that are available in the community. So we do that through through our website. Um, so it really is about raising awareness of you know what opportunities are out there for community members, uh, members of the public, um, people who, who might be looking to um, well just connect with other people, or they might be looking. Uh, you know, to increase their skills and experience. Uh, they may have been out of work for a long time and, and uh, you know, uh, using volunteering as a means in which to, you know, get back into the, uh, the workforce, uh, which, you know, that, uh, I've seen that happen over and over again where that's been very useful. People gain, um, you know, experience, new skills, new uh, referees for their CV. Um, and you know, especially people that have been out for a while, for whatever reason, uh, they can uh, lose. You know, we all know you can lose your confidence quite quickly. But mm. uh, the, the great news is that you can also get your confidence back quite quickly, um, especially in the in the right environment. So you know, we're sort of there through our website. Uh, we have a number of you know three to four hundred roles, live roles um, advertised at any one time. Our website's great; it's like a kind of a, a, a trade me for a. Volunteer opportunities and people can can browse through according to category and uh, interest and time, and mm. uh, they can get uh, yeah basically a really good um, you know list of opportunities mm. available in the area. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin, um, we support volunteering involving organisations, uh, mainly NGOs, community organisations um, working in the community that need volunteer staff to run, or that you know they might not be able to. Um, supply those services if they didn't have volunteers. Uh, very, you know, very valuable services. Uh, very important to community development. Uh, so what we do is we we support them to become members, and um, there's certain criteria, um, you know, that's that's necessary. Uh, you know, to become a member, it's nothing too difficult, but it, it, it's just, uh, you know, it ensures that the people at the other end, you know, they can be confident that they're applying to an organisation that's, you know. Check you know the necessary boxes, especially around health and safety, and so we provide best practice advice, uh, networking opportunities, um, volunteer engagement workshops. You know we we help uh, volunteer involving organisations really to um, you know with their volunteer engagement, recruitment, retention. You know all all those things um, we can. Uh, point them in the right direction to the resources that they need, uh, best practice resources, um, which are, you know are really important. Um, 
and I think provide a lot of peace of mind, especially to the organisation's volunteer coordinators, you know, people that are in that type of uh, leadership position that are overseeing volunteers. Um, yeah, there, there really is, uh, um, you know, there's a, way, there's a way that, you know, that that can be done uh, that can ensure volunteer, um, you know, uh, recruitment and you know that retention and engagement stays as an ongoing thing. Um, so really, you know, we're we're there for both sides. We're there for the the public, the community members, but also the volunteer involving organisations. And and you know, we're really working for a, a win-win situation where things are just you know running smoothly. And uh, I can say, yeah, ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, that's exactly what happens. It all takes place sort of behind the scenes, and um, a lot of good gets done in the community. Well, you mentioned criteria. Can you go into that a bit? Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, either, either or both of you. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to jump in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, basically that's just, you know, uh, when you're um, taking on volunteers and you're crafting a volunteer role, some of the, you know, the criteria, some of the things you've got to think about is, you know, obviously, um, you know, volunteer uh, you, you volunteer contract and that sort of thing. Well, no, What's sorry, a volunteer agreement. contract? Volunteer agreement, sorry. That's probably the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, agree. It's more an agreement. It, it's it's uh, basically, it's just, it's it's about managing expectations. Um, and, you know, the people that are applying, you know, it's important to know that the organisations considered the health and safety issues, you know. I mean, health and safety is very important Um you know, no one wants anyone to, to, to come to any harm in any way. So it's important that anyone that is leading or coordinating volunteers um, takes the time just to, to consider, you know, what that might look like, what the role involves, are there any hazards, uh, you know, are those things clearly identified? Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it's about managing expectations. Also, public liability, something as simple as, you know, public liability insurance. If you're coordinating volunteers uh, and maybe something happens and, and, and some damage is incurred in, in whatever way, shape or form, um, then, you know, um, th- those sort of things are just, you know, basic, uh, yeah, that, that organisations need to consider, you know, when, when they're uh, taking on volunteers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of what we try to do is, is try to make that as... Um, as not scary as possible, and yeah. um, you know, and, and just just try to try to keep things simple and talk about what's fit for purpose for that organisation. What what would get you the outcome that you're looking for? Um, so you know, like you, you, what 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 sort of criteria? Say if you're putting together an induction or something like that, how how does it look? And that's always going to depend on the situation, the people involved, and and and, and I suppose that the mahi that's being done as well. Um, so yeah, it it looks quite different depending on each. Each each sort of sort of organisation we work with, doesn't it, Steve? Yeah, yeah I, I imagine this. Uh, some of the volunteers have fairly low incomes for various reasons. Maybe they're retired or yeah, or yeah. out of work. But um, say if they have to, if they're living, say in North Dedean, and they have to take a bus and maybe transfer, mm-hmm. do they get any help with that? So it, that'll that'll depend on the organisation and their their access to funding and whether they're able to provide reimbursement. And um, the majority of organisations do provide reimbursement if if somebody's having to travel a long distance to to get to their their opportunity or their role. Um, but but yeah, it, it it depends on whether they've accessed that funding um, and whether they have the the money in 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 the, in the bank to be able to to reimburse. Um, yeah. What are some of the organisations that use volunteer self? 
uh, so so recently. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of um, like so we've had some some ones come through. Like so, you th- can you imagine your your bigger organisations are the ones that probably a lot of people would immediately think of. Um, so you're talking things like the SPCA, the the hospice. Um, you know, Salvation Army and all those sorts of sorts of larger organisations, um, but what really happens? You know, Red Cross and that sort of thing as well. Um, but but what there, there's a lot of organisations that sort of bubble away under the surface that that people might not know about. And so so say for example, we've got um, in conservation, you've got Tom Hawke's Smales, and then you've got the Halo Project, and then you've got uh, City Sanctuary, and all of all of those organisations all work together towards the same. Uh, sort of sort of goal, but in different areas, and so some of what we do might be might be pulling that together, or or, or letting people know what opportunities are in that area, um, you know, and, and really it could be any any organisation that involves volunteers um, and and effectively doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't profit from their involvement as well. It's, that's that's really what it comes down to is we don't want people using volunteers to then be making a huge profit for themselves. Um, so so yeah, it, it could be any organisation that that doesn't doesn't make a profit really so it's mostly um, yeah. non-profit organizations <coughs> yeah 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 i'd say it's it's, it's pretty much all, all non-profit organizations but there, there will be some some for-profit organizations that would have legitimate uses for volunteers but they'd be quite rare cases yeah yeah why do people volunteer <laughs> it's, it's such a good question um yeah and, and i think a number of different reasons <clears throat> depending on personality type Depending on stage of life, depending on values, and uh, you know what, what people want to achieve, um, volunteering can be used, you know, for um, and is used for for a number of different reasons at any one time, um, you know. And uh, you know, as I say, it uh, you know uh, we provide volunteer experiences for the broad spectrum of the community, and uh, you know we're always looking at ways that we can in- increase participation and involvement and. Uh, if people, you know, can realise that really, you know, um, volunteering can help them with their goals and their aspirations uh, mm. and, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting sort of. Can um, volunteering change your life? Uh, yeah, not, yeah. not just necessarily in getting you a job. You may get a job or you may not. Mm. But how, how you look at your life and what you do with it can volunteering. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think absolutely volunteering can change your life. Um, it's an opportunity. I mean, uh, you know, depending on what you do during the day for many people, um, it might th- that might not always connect with their, their values and their aspirations. So yeah. volunteering is just a fantastic way to, uh, to connect with that which is meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that really is the beauty of it. So, um, you know, maybe they're not working in a field that... Uh, uh, is aligned or congruent with who they are, and uh, you know, uh, it's a way of uh, breaking down barriers, you know, and achieving goals. And I think, uh, you know, that that can be really good to see. You know, uh, people. I think we've all, you know, we've all met people that aren't aren't happy in their work. Uh, but it's uh, it, it, volunteering is a really proactive way in which people can, um, you know, use their own initiative by their own volition. They can go right. I'm going to intentionally craft. Um, a future that uh, that I can you know that really does that that is meaningful, mm-hmm. and it is valuable. So, uh, you know, I think really volunteering can can provide that, and it's great to see. It really is great to see when people are connected in that way. They become more animated. They become more excited. You know, life's more interesting because um, 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're really, they're, you know, this is an area where they can do, simply do something that they really enjoy doing. And uh, for, for a lot of people, even, you know, for people coming up to retirement that are considering options, sometimes it can be some of the most exciting and, and meaningful stage of life um, so far. So, yeah, yeah. Why do people volunteer for this organization instead of just looking for a volunteer job? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's actually down to a, a sheer number of organisations and just the variety of everything that's out there. And um, and each of those those organisations, some of them may be very small. They might be quite grassroots initiatives, and it's quite um, difficult for them to advertise. Um, so you know, it's it, it's it's in terms of awareness. People aren't necessarily aware of everything that's out there. And so what Volunteer Volunteer South does is creates a, a platform so that you can go on there and see everything that's out there. Um, and so I think that's why people tend to, to use our service to connect. Um, yeah, because otherwise it just relies on you knowing somebody who, who volunteers at the organisation or, or maybe looking up looking them up in, in whatever database you can. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you, you, you may not have very much luck finding a lot of lo- small local non-profit organisations through a Google search, for example. Um, yeah, whereas Volunteer South can provide all that information and, and, and get it all, all correct and, and, yeah, and ready to be presented, yeah. Do, do they need to have access to a computer to, to use your organisation, or can they come in your office? Uh, no, no, they, do, they don't need to have access to a computer. So, like, I mean, as we say, there's nearly 400 roles on the website. So, um, you know, it, it, there are some people who, for them, jumping on, leafing through those and applying for them is, is how they're going to do it. But we also appreciate that that's, that's not for everyone. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who, um, you know, they, they just want to talk to somebody and come up with some options. And so that's, that's what's oh. part, of, part of what Steve and I do is, is have if those conversations. Come yeah. to your office, do you show them the website or on your... Oh, we could we could use we could show show that information. Um, and yeah. like I could I printed things off it before and things like that. Um, yeah, but in terms of you know if, if they're if they're not on the web, then you know we'll we'll get all that information to them yeah. in okay. that appointment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play some music now. Okay, go for it.
song again Yeah, we're dancing in the love light Birds sing that sweet refrain When we're dancing in the love light And I drink it up and start Dancing in the love light Dancing in the love light Oh, babe I love it when I see a little light shine Send a quiver all the way down my spine Yeah, I love it when I see your Standing in the love light You're so love the world again When you're standing in the love light And the more it reflects The warmer it gets When you're standing in the love light Dancing in the love light Moving in the love of life Yeah, I love it when I see all that light shine More in reflex Whoa, whoa, That was Jojo Smith standing in the love light. And we're talking with uh, Peter and Steve from Volunteer South about volunteering and the importance volunteering can, can be to the, both the people that are volunteering and to the community. How does Volunteer South get funded? All sorts of a variety of uh, different sorts of funds. Um, so you know, we we sort of look look far and wide for various different things. Um, so it could be place based organisations, councils, things like that. Uh, a little bit from Tafatu Water and, and some from the Department of Internal Affairs and and those those sorts of places as well. Um, there's also sort of smaller grants that we'll use for for different purposes, like attending conferences or something like that. But so it's it's always a bit of a mixed bag. Um, and, and, and definitely a bit of a bit of a job to keep on top of it actually. Yeah, yeah, being a small non profit. yeah. Okay. Have we gone too far with bureaucracy and do volunteers sometimes find it hard to go through the bureaucracy and paperwork? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Um, we, we've certainly tried to make uh, volunteering uh, opportunities as accessible as, as possible to everyone. We think, you know, basically, uh, you know, as far as our website's concerned, um, you'll find an application 
um, online application form at the bottom of each and every role, and that can simply be filled out and it can go straight to the organisation. Um, from the organisation's end, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's some basic things they have to to consider, um, you know, when engaging with uh, volunteers. But uh, basically, you know, uh, it, it is. I think it's it's pretty straightforward, and uh, it's not too difficult. Depending that is upon what role uh, is applied for. Obviously, there's a lot more as far as requirements and the induction process orientation. Um, you know, depending on the role. So, you know, if, if for example, you're going to be, you want to volunteer as a big buddy, you know, working with young people, then, you know, understandably there are police checks and, um, you know, or depending mm. on what the role is, MOJ or police checks that you need to sort of uh, to go through. And that's, you know, I think that's, uh, that, that's a good thing. That can sometimes take some time. So uh, I think it's important uh, right from the beginning to, to let uh, volunteers know, you know, what, what sort of length is involved in the training and induction process before they can actually get to do the role that has been advertised. I, I, I do think that mm. that's important in managing expectations. Um, you know, if there's any dissatisfaction, then, you know, uh, you know, we can sometimes get reports, well, you know, I, I had no idea it was going to take uh, three months or six months or however long before I'd actually be volunteering um, in the role advertised. So, um, you know, we really spend a lot of time encouraging, um, you know, organisations really to make it very clear as to what's involved. Is it online training? Will it be in person? How often? When? For how long? Um, so, you know, those those details are important and, you know, there certainly is good reason um, why some of the training, depending on the role, takes longer than others. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, depending on the role, a two-hour uh, orientation is sufficient and the people can get stuck in, you know, straight away. Mm. So Yeah, well, yeah. sometimes it could even be, um, you know, as simple as turning up on the day and they've got somebody there who stands next to a sign giving information, say, mm. for a planting day or something like that. Um, so so our, our job is, is sort of, to, to make sure that that bureaucracy stays as, as small as possible, or at least as um, you know, um, it, 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 it's you know as little as possible anyway. Um, but not every role is going to be for for everyone, and some some of them do definitely have a lot of paperwork, and you know, and and so definitely sometimes sometimes we do see volunteers struggling with that. Um, but that's that's where also where our sort of support programs come in as well. Um, and so so I've done quite quite a lot of. Um, online portals and things like that for people who, who struggle with internet access and, and so so we might just assist with it, just try to bridge the gap however we can. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's both both helping people who, who might, might struggle with that bureaucracy um, and also trying to minimise it on the organisational side as much as we can. Yeah. Well, we've covered some of this already, but uh, what are the differences between your responsibilities to the organisations that use your services and your responsibilities to the volunteers. Hmm. So after you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, that, well, that's right. You know, we're, we're, that's the thing. Um, you know, we're not on anyone's side. We're only on the side of, of volu- volunteerism, and I think that's yeah. important. You know, um, so if you know a volunteer is experiencing any difficulties for whatever reason, then you know we're as much for them as the organisation that is might be experiencing difficulties with volunteers for whatever other reason. So um, I think it's important people know that, you know, whoever they are, whether a member of the community or um, a volunteer coordinator from a community NGO organisation, 
Um, they know that you know they can come to us and and we're there to, to you know to work out the problems. And if we can't do it, then we can certainly uh, you know refer them to other community organisations that are more you know might be more skilled um, to handle those situations. You know when they arise uh, very rarely. So. Um, what I, kind and, of situations yeah. would could you give us an example without being too specific? Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I think it. Um, I think yeah. This now this is this is an interesting one. So, this is where I would say um, say if you're an organisation, code of conduct is really important um, right from the beginning. Uh, often, uh, organisations can sometimes run into difficulties uh, because that you know originally or the the volunteer agreement hasn't hasn't been um, sort of you know talked about or discussed or. Yeah, it's, it's usually something something to do with communication and, mm. and, and mismatch of expectations. You know, be because there's been some sort of yeah. communications breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something yeah. like that. Is there a? Yeah. Can it be complicated if you've got an organisation that's partly volunteer and partly uh, staff? Yes. Yeah. That's that's one thing that that we um, that we sort of take quite quite a bit of care with is ensuring that when voluntary positions come up that they don't overlap with with paid positions um, or that, that that the duties are certainly discreet anyway um, and, and and you can say look there's there, there should never be somebody doing something for money that somebody's doing for free um, you know yeah. in, in, the, in the other corner um, so so yeah we, yeah we make sure to work with organizations I was saying before about how it's all non-profit organizations that we work with and so you know if, if there was a um, a, a profit happening or a, or a paid position, and then, and then they were just trying to get someone else to, you know, to come in and, and do extra work for free. Like we would, we would definitely be, um, you know, uh, be investigating that, and and they probably, yeah, they probably struggle to access our services unless they they change that that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there are times when governments, plural? sometimes offload certain government responsibilities like homelessness, mental health, food security onto volunteer organizations because they're not willing or able to take responsibility for these issues themselves. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question, Marvin, that, um, like, yeah, a, lo- a lot of, um, like, I could talk about this all day, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but so, um, like, a lot, a lot of my thinking here goes towards, um, you know, this idea of, of the government not being not being willing. Um, and and, and I, I think a lot about how, how difficult it actually is to cover every single aspect of society from a, from a, from a central office. Um, you know, and, and, and my sort of personal perspective on it is, is that, the, the gaps that come up um, are filled by volunteer organisations because we're on the ground. Um, you know, we see that gap and when we move in to fill it straight away. The problem comes when that is when, when that being filled isn't isn't valued, right? And and it's it's not captured the value of yeah. that. Um, and then we go we, we go on to expect yeah. that people continue to do this very important thing for free forever, um, you know. And and so there's always a bit of push yeah. and pull between should there be more funding coming from the government, but that people should also still be able to step in um, and and do something about things, you know, as as they happen. Because if we wait for the government to do absolutely everything, <laughs> then you know then we could be waiting a very very long time for whatever our issue is to become priority. Um, or at least you know, or at least topical enough, right? Um, but 
so yeah, I mean, to, in a very roundabout way to answer your question, yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's less it's less offloading and and more that there are yeah. gaps that that could be moved quicker to fill, yeah, and 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 value yeah. to be captured and and more funding yeah. to be dished out, you know, potentially. Yeah, well, I was reasonably young in the seventies, and there was no unemployment to speak of, no food mm. banks, no need for food banks, and I remember not too long ago, I and the former manager of Presbyterian Support used to joke, mm. but half seriously joke about maybe the food bank should go on strike. Mm. Then people would realize how bad things are and how they needed to be changes. We shouldn't have to depend on food banks. I absolutely agree with you there. And that's yeah. a political yeah. policy. Yeah. I mean, like, they've just decided that em- employment won't be considered when you're dealing with uh, inflation. Mm. They've changed the Reserve Bank Mm -hmm. back back to the way it was before Mm. Um, so that uh, unemployment doesn't need to be part of the equation, equation, which Mm. seems to me to be sending the wrong signal. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I agree with you that the... um, the policies that governments implement, um, you know, obviously do do create different gaps as well. And um, yeah, it was really interesting to me to to, to hear um, that you know, so you're talking in the seventies that, that that you didn't really have food banks and things. Like that. Because as a child of the nineties, you know, it's I, they, I've grown up. With, we've always had food banks, and mm-hmm. and so so um, yeah, just just really interesting interesting to me. Like I suppose how that how that need arose and what was being done before. Food banks to, to you know in your, in your perspective was it just better policy or well, it was a better policy that it, people had enough money mm. and employment so they didn't have to beg for food. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, pe- food banks are good and people that work in them are good, but it's still a bit humiliating, I think, mm. to have to, especially if you have a family. Yeah, to have, they have to ask for food. Yeah, it, it, so it's so basic. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I to- totally agree with you. Um, but you know, so so glad that the food banks are are there covering that need. But but yeah yeah, um, it's there's there's, there's you know it's years and years of, of different policies. Yeah, yeah yeah, I agree yeah, with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll play one more song and then we'll come back. Both catch the same bus City blue line With your red hair Me with mine You on the left seat Me on the right Spoken back there, might have said we'd be alright. But this trip it's a long one, but it's all that we had. So good to see you, not see that bad. That you used to keep it in And you blew 
jacket sleeve Now that I see So hard to believe And after all these years Still be right here With your ready Your eyes so clear Think of your baby she is now Think of your friends And how they may lie But regardless I'm glad Of this long bus ride See you still Survive after all these years, still be right here. You're ready, and you're right so. Maybe I'll see you in the town further down. You and me, baby, riding on through town. Just to old Alex, the town that never was. Because, just because Just two friends Going street after street Just two kids Going beat after beat Just two We're talking with um, Steve Barker and uh, Peter Clay about volunteering south and the importance of volunteering. And you can podcast this by going to oar.org.nz, then going to podcasting, then going to community or chaos. How important is strong local community? And it is, is this the foundation for volunteering? And 
If so, how do we encourage and build community? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think we strong. Need another half hour now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Strong local community. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you probably can't uh, emphasize how much and how important that is um, as a foundation for any. You know, how do um, you build it and keep it? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's a challenge. You know. Uh, you know, sort of going Certainly forward, the keeping it at uh, the moment. You know, with with yeah. with the way that everything's going, social media and all of that, right? It's uh, yeah. well, that's right. Yeah, you know, people are more people, content to be yeah. at home with their devices and you know, yeah, yeah so socially isolated, <laughs> feeling like they're connecting in a meaningful way. But you know, are we? Yeah, that's um, a good yeah. question, actually. Yeah. Do we actually have a false sense of community and a false sense of connection when we do it all online? Words. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I struggle with as to whether it's false or whether it's just different. different. Yeah. 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 Different. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different sort of community, isn't it? It's not the people who are immediately around you, but it is nice to yeah, go and find like-minded people online. If it's your neighbour, you can help them out. Yeah. Practically yeah. and straightforwardly, you can. It's like if I listen to the news, and I hate what's going on in Palestine. I might go on a protest, but I really can't do much about it. Hmm. Uh, I could do something about homelessness in Dunedin because I'm here. Mm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. So, uh, yeah, no, I think definitely volunteering plays a part, uh, you know, a significant part in building community. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and as you say, having a strong local community, I mean, that's that's how volunteering happens in the first place. You know, it's absolutely a prerequisite, I think, to... To, to volunteering taking place. Um, you at least need to have a group of people in a room saying, hey, there's, we need to do something about this, right? Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's community. And yeah, yeah, straight up, yeah. Is this where you see the future of volunteering? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think abso- absolutely. Um, like it really volu- volunteering, what, what's interesting about it, you know, even, even the word volunteering, um, you know, it, it, it is really just a flag to wave for helping people to connect with each other and do some good together. Um, and, and what we're what we're really aware of as well is that, um, you know, not every culture even has the word volunteering, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, there's, there's a lot of cultures where the idea of service is the prevalent idea and it's just something that you do. You get out and you help your other people in your community because, because that's part of the culture, um, you know. And, and so, you know, using, using this... Um, the, the, the word volunteering it's a very very western sort of way to to approach this idea um, but but it, it all comes from that strong local community and that's that's where people okay. will, yeah, yeah well thanks a lot Steve and um, Peter thanks a lot for coming on it's been good and um, we really appreciate that oh, thanks for having us yeah. appreciate it. this podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air